Okay, if it hadn't been the National Football League, Tausch, what other professional athlete would you like most to have been? Hockey. And I'm convinced well, you like now, sitting most around. brutal sport. No, I, well, <laughs> listen, Vinny, I'm not going to sit here and tell you I'm going to be a synchronized swimmer. Like, at some <laughs> point, you have you to, t- your be. body is going to tell you <laughs> what you're going to be. If you're a five foot two, uh, you know, slower dude, I'm probably not going to be in the NBA. God, can you imagine from- Tausch coming at you with a stick? He's- <laughs> Live from the Annex Wealth Management Studios at the Avenue in downtown Milwaukee, this is Wisconsin's Morning News. Here's your host, Vince Vetrano. I don't know if you're going to guess what gave these guys up. I'll get to that in a moment. Learning more this morning about a luxury car heist from this Land Rover dealership in Waukesha. Six of the nine stolen vehicles have since been recovered, according to authorities, after a multi-county high-speed chase on the freeway early Sunday morning. Five luxury vehicles, high-end vehicles, white SUVs, two of them. As police radio transmissions obtained by TMJ4 News during the chase, so you got multiple jurisdictions involved. They're chasing these cars at 100-plus miles an hour, one of them driving on back rims after blowing out a tire on stop sticks. These are 110. you got nothing left back. And a driver of that vehicle that crashed on I-94 near Pleasant Prairie, 17 years old, he yeah, arrested, charges pending. That. The only arrest that I'm aware of so far this morning, it doesn't mean that there weren't developments overnight, but no one's announced that. Authorities believe these young thieves are part of an organized crime ring out of Chicago, came up here to Wisconsin to rip off a bunch of vehicles from a dealership, and they believe that more arrests will be coming. So you know how they first got onto these guys? They hit this dealership in the dark of night. It was still dark or early morning hours of Sunday. They busted through a service door and presumably, I guess, grabbed the keys to the cars from inside and then just took off. And no one would have known for quite some time. There was someone who came by the dealership and said, ah, things don't look right here early in the morning, mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. how would you have known right. where to even start looking or what happened? But for the call that police got about something that didn't look right in West Allis early that morning. Young kids with masks on, all filling up luxury vehicles at 6.30 in the morning. Um, it's odd. Yeah, it's odd. It's a little <laughs> out of place. Captain Dan Bauman of the Waukesha Police Department there saying that they all stopped at the same gas station right before the zoo interchange just off of I-94 on the Highway 100. Up. And so they're all, and didn't bother to take off their criminal masks. <laughs> and they're just gassing up. Hmm. <laughs> So somebody saw it and said, I don't know, i got a bunch of guys wearing masks here. They appear to be kids driving these luxury cars. This doesn't seem right. You want to check that out. And that's how the chase wow. started. Wow. Again, one person in custody, six of the nine vehicles recovered. And they gave themselves up by being bonehead. 714 on Wisconsin's Morning News. Time for an update from the Gruber Law Office's One Call, That's All Sports Desk. Here's Eric Bilstad and Vince Vetrano. And never mind free burgers at 12. We got a new standard here brewing. The Milwaukee Admirals will go for win number 18 in a row Woo! when they hit the ice again later this week. Here's Liam Foodie one on one. Foodie to the slot, defender falls, Foodie to the net, scores! Liam Foodie scores! Dean Stewart fell, and Liam Foodie pushes it between the legs of Delia at 643. AHL TV on the call. The ads winning their 17th straight game. They beat. The Moose of Manitoba, 4-3 Monday afternoon. And, Deb, the ads are on the road again. 
looking for their 18th straight win. That'll be Thursday afternoon against the Chicago Wolves. Shy town dun, dun, dun. They play in Rosemont <laughs> there, right? Yep. Like so. Mm-hmm. Yep. I think some ads fans are going to show up. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, definitely. But uh, the Chicago fans are not necessarily the most welcoming. Yeah. My husband has had beer and popcorn thrown at him, the whole shebang. That's not very nice. Yeah, not very nice, but that's okay. So what are we going to get? You talked to Greenberg yesterday, President of the Admirals. Is he he going to give us something? Well, he says there's something brewing. They're trying to get, you know, if they get hey, the record is that a to clue? a certain point. Well, no, no, I'm sorry. That was my, oh, okay. that was my word choice. Something, <laughs> oh, something is being discussed. Here's what he, here's what, I'll play it for you. Here's what he's told Eric That's yesterday. That's one thing I will not do from a superstition <laughs> perspective is say, well, geez, if we win two more, we're going to get this. So yeah, yeah. it'll just get announced after it happens. And uh, if it is what it's going to be, uh, what I'm hearing it may be, I think it'll be fun. All right, so some we're going to get free stuff of it's, some kind, right? It sounds like it. <laughs> sounds like it. Brewers have their first full squad spring training workout today at American Family Fields of Phoenix. Put away the snow plow and come on out. <laughs> first spring training game is on the air here, WTMJ, 2 p.m. pregame show. It's a 2.30 first pitch Saturday. Veteran outfielder Christian Yelich. A lot of change in this offseason. Obviously, we have a new manager. I definitely think we're going to be a competitive team this year. You know, we, Even when we've been good the last few years, like no one ever picks us to be good you know, just because you know, we're the Brewers. <laughs> it is what it is, but <laughs> and nobody picks us. So he's not wrong. Go ahead, make what you want of all the yeah. noise in the off season. Yeah. We feel good about things. Good, good. Uh, we have a winner for the Daytona 500. It was delayed until Monday because of rain on Sunday. It was one under a caution flag. A big old wreck boring, there at the yeah. end. There are a lot of cars in that. And actually, kind of controversial. Some people feel like the caution flag wasn't thrown at the right time. Anyway, William Byron is your winner. Listen to this, though. Listen closely to what he says at the end of this nine-second bite. I can't believe it, man. It's uh, This is incredible. I, I had a much different background than you know anybody in the sport growing up racing on iRacing on the computer. Yeah. He's a self-taught racer. He used computer games to hone his skills for years until he finally got a shot. He was like 12 or 13 years old when he was finally behind the wheel, which is late for someone who gets into NASCAR. And wins the Daytona. Started by playing video games, now he's a Daytona 500 winner. Wow, see, so leave him, leave him be in the basement there. I'm training. <laughs> yeah. Ma, I'm training. 719 on Wisconsin's Morning News. At 7.23 on Wisconsin's Morning News, bringing Storm Team 4 Chief Meteorologist Brian Niznanski with us this morning. Niz, I was just reading, the, in the commercial break before we hit you, we had the spot for Special Olympics Wisconsin, which is engaged in their annual polar plunges across the state. Yes. Eric and I did that in Lake Michigan last year. What was it, like 20? Yeah, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Folks who are doing it this weekend are getting away with one. You got a high of 40 uh, on Friday, but a couple days in the 50s before. Yeah, getting spoiled. Uh, again, extremely warm for this time of year. Uh, there's like virtually no ice out on Lake Michigan. You know, sometimes you probably had to swim through a few icebergs, a couple chunks out there. Yeah, right. <laughs> no, not the case this year. Um, and obviously there's some good and bad in all this. But yeah, as far as the, the polar plungers, uh, getting, it, getting off easy this year. Well, on the bad news, you know, I mean, you and I work both have worked in Green Bay for a number of years, deeply connected to the Fox Valley. Sturgeon spearing is a big deal on Lake Winnebago, Lake Poygan yeah. there, and it was a tough season for spears. They just did not have a lot of ice, and what they did have wasn't reliable. Yeah, to give you a, give you like a little bit of perspective, like on a good year, I was talking to the DNR 
they have like roughly 6,000 ice shanties out on Lake Winnebago and like Lake Poygan and Butamore, the chain of lakes that kind of connects to Lake Winnebago. 6,000 on a good year. Uh, they counted the first weekend uh, over 400 uh, this oh. year. And, and those 400 were packed in a couple little nooks and crannies, like little bays where the water's shallower and more calm, that they were able to build up enough ice to be I say relatively safe, but I would say it's, I mean, in general, not safe at all. Boy, I bet they had uh, a lot know. of success catching fish there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right? Uh, yeah, and the numbers, of course, are super down. Um, it's just, I mean, I'm not going to tell, I mean, yes, I probably should. Like, I'm, I'm going to say be, be extra cautious. You shouldn't, honestly, you probably shouldn't be out there. Uh, but if you are, again, make sure you're taking the measures uh, to do so. But yeah, it's it stinks. I mean, quite frankly, it sucks uh, for for people who depend on you know uh, that business uh, from uh, Fox Valley all the way into northern Wisconsin, and then you got the Berkey Binder, uh, which is like I think they're celebrating their fiftieth, um, yeah. and they have like a makeshift course that they had to like bring in snow, and it's just not good. Yeah, and they saved snow. We talked to the guy yeah. yesterday, Niz, and he was saying yeah. that they actually like pushed it into an area where it would be more protected from sun and different wind and whatnot, so they're using snow from what they got a couple of weeks or months ago, and they're going to put that on the track. It's got to yeah. be a lot shorter course, though, then, yeah. right? Yeah. It, it is. Yeah, they're not even going to go into do- – like, usually it ends in downtown Hayward and stuff, and that's that, they, they're not. It's like – it looks kind of like a little, like, racetrack or something, like a little – you, um, you know, off by Lapham Peak where they have, like, the cross-country skiing, like, right. going yeah. through, like, the – it kind of looks like that, you know. So, it's – I mean, they, they're making do. It's on. I, I'm, I support them doing so, but it's, it's hardly the race that, you know, they were anticipating for sure. Uh, give you guys some perspective. Like, unless things dramatically change in the forecast these next – you know, these final days of February – um, I think we're easily going to be the warmest winter on record here in Milwaukee. It'll be, end up being the warmest February on record, coupled with the warmest December on record. We really only had like one and a half weeks of true winter uh, this year. Um, now, of course, March you know can bring us winter as well, but as far as meteorological record keeping, uh, the winter months are December, January, and February. And as of right now, we're on pace to completely shatter the warmest winter on record uh, by more than a degree. And I know that doesn't seem like a lot, but when you're averaging out all of the temperatures over an entire season, if you break the record by over a degree, that's leaps and bounds higher than any of the other numbers that are separated by fractions of decimal points. You know what I mean? Like, so like between second and third and third and fourth and yeah. fourth and fifth are like decimal points. Okay. So groundhog but, was right then. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, yeah, so, here we are. And of course, like for for people who don't depend on it, it's been pretty good. I mean, to be able to walk into a store and not freeze your buns off every time. I mean, it's it's been a pleasant. But yeah, there's good and bad. Appreciate it, Niz. Storm Team Force Chief Meteorologist Brian Niznanski with us live right, this guys, morning. Brewers open spring training with a full squad workout today. We've got sports coming up at seven forty-five. A shakeup in the credit card industry, Vince. It could affect you. Capital One is buying. What's in your wallet? Yeah, mm, Capital One is buying Discover, 
in a deal valued at $35 billion. Joining forces will give Capital One access to Discover's payment network, collecting fees to better compete against industry heavyweights Visa and MasterCard, which could benefit consumers. ABC's Rebecca Jarvis there. Yeah, so how would it benefit consumers? Well, analysts believe the combined company will offer better rewards programs. So if you have one or, or both of those cards in your wallet, whether it's today, tomorrow, or next year, there might be some benefit from having those. Well, because oftentimes it goes the other way. Like, right. they, they don't combine to offer better benefits to consumers. <laughs> they offer better benefits to the banks. So this comes as credit card debt in the U.S. is hitting a record high, more than $1 trillion <sighs> in debt. I blame COVID for some of that, right? It was yeah, like, yeah. well, you only live once, you know, <laughs> that was really bad. Americans I bought also, a lot of stuff. Americans just like to buy stuff, yeah, too. No kidding. Hey, coming up, so you fell out of the canoe up north, right? And your phone was in your pocket. Coming up next, what not to do with that phone when you get dry. 738 on Wisconsin's Morning News. Our news is sponsored by Annex Wealth Management's Money Talk. That's heard Saturdays at 10 right here on WTMJ. All right, Vince, you drop your phone in the pool or the lake. You quickly get it out. What's the first thing you do? Get the bowl of rice, right? Right. That's what everybody does. I- I've heard people swear by it. The life hack. You take it out of the case, you put mm-hmm. the thing, you, know, psh, you the rice cover does what it, in it rice. does. It's, yes. You know, sucks all the moisture out of there and off you go with your phone. Say a quick prayer. Hope it works. Right? <laughs> <laughs> Please turn on. Well, Apple says. Don't do that. Apple says that if you get your iPhone wet, one thing you should not do is put it into a bag of rice. That's been a common solution for wet electronics, even though tech experts say it's an old wives' tale. Apple now says that small particles of rice could get into the phone and cause further damage. What? Really? So Apple says instead, what you should do is hold the phone upright. So I'm not sure which is upright. Is that if the, the charge? So I that guess. the charge thing is on the bottom. On the bottom. Okay. Hold the phone upright and let it drain the water. <laughs> and if that doesn't work, leave it in an area with good airflow for up to a day. Okay, so the Throw cynic the fan on it. The cynic suggests what Apple really doesn't want you to do is fix it your darn self. They want you to take it to the store and pay <laughs> yeah, Apple guy. Well, we're gonna have to. I, this phone's dead. <laughs> Nothing we can do for you. Yeah, right? The rust proofing on this ain't working yeah, anymore. Right? You really wish you got that true coat. <laughs> Seven forty three on Wisconsin's Morning News. Time for an update from the Gruber Law Office's One Call, That's All Sports Desk. Here's Eric Bilstad and Vince Vetrano. Well, it was kind of anticlimactic. Checkered flag is in the air, and William Byron has won the Daytona 500. William Byron out front when it mattered the most. Yeah. Is that John Bellman on the call? behind him, the winner of the 66. <laughs> it happened during a crash, so there was a caution flag, so he just kind of was the winner. That was a big wreck, too. Yeah, yeah, there's a couple so of that was. Late, huh? Mm-hmm. William Byron is your winner of the Daytona 500. The Brewers had their first full squad workout at spring training today. Remember, Brewers and uh, pitchers and catchers reported already last week. Yes. American Family Fields of Phoenix first game Saturday already. Two thirty first pitch. It's a two p.m. broadcast time right here on your home of the Brewers. Six twenty WTMJ. You like brats? Yeah, I like them. They'll probably have some of those brats. New manager feels like a thousand years ago, right? Craig Council, he's out. Pat Murphy, longtime bench coach for the crew, is in. Veteran outfielder Christian Yelich acknowledging that it's going to make the transition easier. You know, he's been around this group for, for years, and 
um, the transition will be a lot easier in that sense of we already know him. Um, he knows us. You know, the spring training routines are the same. The day-to-day -day during the season is the same. And, you know, I think that's, that's important. So again, that first spring training game for the crew coming up on Saturday. And the new Giannis film, we've been talking about it for the last week or so, feature-length documentary on Buck superstar Giannis Antetokounmpo dropped Monday on Prime Video. WTMJ, we hosted a couple of screenings at Marcus Theater locations here in southeast Wisconsin. Rave reviews. If there's some stars to give, I'll give it five stars. If there's stars to give, I give it here five. Go. Here we go. Yeah, our guy Jason Smith was at one of those uh, screenings and talked to a lot of fans after. It was like universally great reviews. Everything I saw online was really positive. People talking about how much they learned, things they didn't know, how inspiring the story was. It should teach other people the importance of family because a lot of people lose that. And just the determination, his drive. And then when he made his own family, it, it was just amazing. That was one of the fans who saw it here at Marcus Theater's locations in southeast Wisconsin. And yes, my phone blew up a couple of times because I'm in the film. That's right. That's right. For Big about like scene. 10 seconds, not even. But you're not going to share what it was? I can share now. It's out and whatever. I talk about corn dogs. <laughs> oh, because he had one? So Giannis posted, news. right, as he was yep. new in southeast Wisconsin, and he was our guy, and we were starting to learn a little bit more about him. I think he went... If it was at State Fair or something like that. But he made a post on Twitter about how he first time I had a corn dog. God bless America. Yeah. <laughs> so we read that on the news, and there's a clip of me doing that story on TMJ4. So, yes, I'm aware I'm in the film. <laughs> and I, one guy said, you should, like, you should get some money for that, maybe. Yeah, Lance Allen's in there a couple of times. A lot of, a lot of local sports personalities know, are in sure. there. Lance put on there, he's like, so am I in SAG after now, or like, do I have to file for this? Like, Let me know what you find out. Mark Tauscher joins us next on Wisconsin's Morning News. Idea Man. My parents, we had we had prune-filled donuts, and I never understood why, because nobody <laughs> liked prunes. Innovative. Uh, why do prunes get such a bad rap? Because I don't have a problem. I think Fig is in that same family. I love Fig Newton. And Packers Hall of Famer. I think they're in the same family. They're not, but if you go over and have like a fancy dinner with wine, they're going to fire Fig at you. Nobody's ever firing prunes at you. It's time for Tausch on Wisconsin's Morning News. Presented by Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin and Kohler Services. 7.53 on Wisconsin's Morning News. Tausch, I was just thinking because we were talking about the Brewers with their first full squad workout at spring training today. Have you, have you ever gone to spring training like as a fan? I have. Yeah, I've, I've been down to... So I went down to the Twins one time, and I've been down to the Brewers one time. And it's becoming more, especially our kids are now at that age. My son is a big baseball guy, and Eleanor loves softball. So I, I, that's definitely something, I think, for Brewers, especially for really diehard yeah. Brewers fans. You get that access, and you get everybody's a little more relaxed than when it's you know a game at AmFam Field. Guys are super loose. My dad's gone for a number of years. And I'm so glad he finally got down there to see that. Like, it's just a totally different environment. But I was thinking the juxtaposition between that Tausch and first day of training camp in football. Like, I see these guys, they're in Arizona, everybody's happy. They may do some strides. I go play golf later. Right, you know, and then like, you guys go <laughs> yeah. in there day one at camp and get your ass kicked. Yeah, baseball is like the what kickers and long snappers and punters for training camp. Yeah, uh, you know what? Let's go. Let's get our work in. 
But what we're really focused on is what time our tea time is at and where we're getting dinner. <laughs> Whereas when it comes to, you know, the football guys, we're sitting there and it's, I, I always say, it, you know, it's, you get that first day of school vibe to it. But then there's also, from a football standpoint, the I know for sure I will not feel any better. I can remember jumping up on the table in the training room, Kurt Fielding ready to tape my ankles, and we'd sit there and I'd say, this is the best I'm going to feel for the next seven months is right now (laughs) because there's nothing. And it's – it's a little bit. Um, it's a little disappoint. You're a little disheartened when you say that, but it is completely true because you have that first padded practice. Something gets mangled. Something gets twisted, and then you come back the next day and you're like, "Yep, yep. Yesterday was definitely better than what today is." Oftentimes, I assume in both sports. I mean, I, I believe it to be true that there are there might be one or two or maybe three players competing against each other for the position. Obviously, does that make it awkward? Whether it's baseball or football or whatever, like, do you have to like still be friends with these guys that are in the room with you while also hoping they don't take your job? Yeah, it's a real fine balance that you have to deal with, and I just remember how fortunate I was that I had you know Frankie Winters and Raleigh McKenzie, both 15-, 16-year vets, and everybody kind of knows the deal. So you want to help out, but you're not looking at trying to pass your job on. What, what I think – the way Green Bay does it for the most part is you're going to help guys understand the playbook and and get them so that they know what plays are coming, and then you want to beat them out and hold on to your job. And I think in baseball that's probably very similar. So it's a it's kind of you have to put the needle in there, and it's a fine one to thread because you want to be a good teammate. You can't be a jerk store and not kind of help build the team, but you're also – this is your livelihood, and you're going to do everything in your power to be the guy that makes the team, and then you shake hands and tell the other guy, hey, great run, good luck to you in your next spot. Okay, if it hadn't been the National Football League, Tausch, what other professional athlete would you like most to have been? Hockey. And I'm convinced well, now, like sitting around... brutal sport. <laughs> No, I well, listen, Vinny. I'm not going to sit here and tell you I'm going to be a synchronized swimmer. Like at some point, you have you to. Your be. body is going to tell you what you're going to be. If you're a five foot two, uh, you know, slower dude, I'm probably not going to be in the NBA. God, but can you imagine from, Tausch coming at you with a stick? Oh my so god! So I'll say this: check me into the I've boards. looked at this and. <laughs> I watch. I have never put skates on, but I have watched more hockey in the last five years of my life than I ever imagined I would. And every time I see my kid or another kid get into the corner with somebody else, my hairs perk back up, and I'm thinking, you know what? I can't skate a lick, but I guarantee you, if I was out there and I ever learned how to skate, I would have loved to have been in the corner of those things. And I, w- <laughs> I felt pretty confident. Maybe even a little arrogant that eh, maybe I could have done this thing and I could have probably been pretty good at it. You Tausch on skates. That paints an amazing image. Phenomenal. All right, we'll talk again tomorrow, Tausch. See you guys.